Hello and welcome to the Candy Apple Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Gable, publisher and chief writer at Candy Apple Press. And tonight's episode, we have kind of a special podcast this week. Uh, Mistress DJ, who's been on many, many times before, is going to do a reading of a complete story, not just a snippet this time, but a complete story called Perfect, which seems perfect for this time of year where people are heading back to school. It is about a college freshman and a girl he meets who decides that he is just perfect. He just doesn't know perfect for what. So I think you'll enjoy this story. And without further ado, here's Mistress DJ with Perfect. Perfect by Kylie Gable. Perfect is published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. She smelled like lilacs in the rain, and she looked like she just stepped out of a teen movie. One where the popular girl gives the nerdy girl a makeover and totally changes her life. Maybe I thought of her as a nerd because she was one of the few girls in my engineering classes. Maybe it was because she wore these retro purple cat's eye glasses. But it would take a lot more than eight inches of plastic and some translucent lenses to hide Natalia Dwyer's beauty from a horny 18-year-old, and that's exactly what I was back then. She sat right in front of me in my Introduction to Engineering and Problem-Solving class, where I was totally captivated by her long, dark, silky hair. I spent the first two weeks of class totally lost in her jet-black tresses while the professor babbled on about something or other. I just never had the courage to speak to her. Nobody was surprised as I was the day after class when I had stopped to tie my shoe in the steps of Mercer Hall. She jokingly told me, Don't forget, down the bunny hole. Um, hi, I said, looking up at her. I stopped tying my lace mid-knot. It's Jason, isn't it? She asked. I'm Natalia. That's my name, I said. I mean, Jason, not Natalia, but you knew that. You're a funny guy, Jason, not Natalia, she said. We should hang out sometime. Yeah, I said, trying to hide my excitement. I'd, I'd like that. Be at my place Friday night at 7, she suggested. All through the week, I could hardly wait. A girl like her was so far out of my league, I didn't care what she wanted to do. I just wanted to be in her presence. So when I came over to her dorm room, I was happy to just sit and chill. Her room looked a lot different from mine. Not only was it cleaned and dusted, but she had taken a lot more care in decorating than I ever did. I learned a lot about her that night. She was an engineering major and had been a straight-A student in high school as well as homecoming queen. At college, she was pledging Kappa Gamma Alpha, and she really enjoyed the freedom of campus life. I tried to make myself sound important, but it seemed like a lost cause. I told her that I had a 3.5 GPA in high school, which was almost true, but I didn't know how to make Saturday evening Dungeons and Dragons with the guys sound cool. Heck, the homecoming queen at my high school didn't even know my name, and she sat next to me in physics class. I still voted for her. Still, no matter how lame my past or my stories were, she seemed so interested. She made me feel important and fascinating, and no girl in high school had ever done that for me before. Maybe I let my guard down. Looking back, maybe I should have seen the signs, but at the time I was happily oblivious. You know, she said, gazing into my eyes, 
You're the perfect size for a guy. What does that even mean? I asked. Well, I don't think I'd want to date anybody shorter than me, and I've never cared for guys that are so tall that I feel like I need a stepladder just to kiss them. That's cool, I replied, trying to sound nonchalant. But the thought that an actual female didn't find my skinny five foot eight frame repulsive was all right with me. Wait, too, she said. There's not an ounce of fat on you. I can tell you work out. Three times a week, I lied. The truth is that working out was so fruitless for me that I never could stick with it. Do me a favor and take off your shirt. I want to see something, she said. Really? Here? I asked. I won't bite, unless you want me to, she cooed, and I was putty. With barely a second thought, I complied and pulled my shirt off over my head. She went to her dresser drawer and pulled out a pink plastic tape measure. She used it to measure my stomach, chest, and shoulders before declaring to me, You are just perfect. Thank you, I replied. What size shoe do you wear, she asked. Seven, I replied, embarrassed. I'm sure you've heard the old story about the size of a man's feet. Well, in my case, it was definitely true. She surprised me by smiling and just purring again that I was perfect. Natalia was a strange girl. When I would meet her in the dorm room, she was so affectionate to me. When I saw her in class, she was actually kind of cold. Then one afternoon, I showed up at her dorm room with a half dozen roses to surprise her. What are you doing here? She snapped when she saw me standing there in her doorway, flowers in hand. We didn't have any plans today. I know, I replied timidly. I got you some roses, though, and wanted to bring them to you. Well, this isn't a good time for me, she said coldly. I wish you had called first. Is that your boyfriend? called a female voice from the room. Yes, it is, replied Natalia. He was just leaving. Bring him in, said the girl in the room. I'd like to meet him. Natalia opened the door and showed me inside. Sitting on the bed was a gorgeous blonde girl. She had a look of sophistication about her, though she was only wearing jeans and a Kappa Gamma Alpha shirt. This is Cindy, said Natalia, introducing her to me. Hi, I said. I'm Jason. I've heard a lot about you, replied Cindy. You really are the perfect size. Thanks, I replied, puzzled to again hear this strange compliment. I think Nat is lucky to have found you. You are perfect, said Cindy. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of each other. I hope to get to know all of Natalia's friends, I said. Oh, I'm sure you will, replied Cindy. You're not pledging a fraternity, are you? No, I answered with some shame. These two beautiful sorority sisters had made me wonder if I was wrong about Greek life. Excellent, she said. You can't be in our sorority little brother program if you're in a fraternity. Little brother, I asked. It's like fraternity little sisters, assured Natalia. I could tell my presence there made Natalia uncomfortable, so I said my goodbyes. Cindy gushed about how thoughtful I was with the roses, which made me feel good, though I promised myself to never surprise her again. Throughout September, things followed the same pattern. As long as I didn't surprise her, she was loving and affectionate, but I didn't want to push for sex. I was still naive and a bit nervous that I'd do it wrong, but the fantasies of Natalia in my head kept me up at night. I was determined to make a move soon. Again, Natalia surprised me. One evening when I was at her dorm room, I complained about an upcoming test that had me nervous. Her response was to offer me a warm bath. Seriously? A bath? I asked. What's so odd about it? I haven't taken a bath since I was six. Well, I love them, and they always relax me. Besides, a lot of great men have used them to relax. 
You're kidding me, I replied, doubting her. I'll show you. On her laptop, she found me a web page and showed me a lot of famous and important people who love bathing, including Churchill himself. Yeah, but I don't know, I said. The thought of me lathering up your naked body doesn't sound sexy. I'd rather see you naked. This could bring us a long way in that direction, she promised cryptically. I'd feel funny, I protested. Trust me, she said. If you don't want me to see you naked, I can put in some bubbles. Bubbles? That's kind of girly, I said. Suit yourself, naked or bubbles. Fine, I'll do it with bubbles. Excellent, she cheered, clapping for joy. Soon I was standing in her bathroom with a large pink bath towel wrapped around my waist trying to look cool while she ran me a bath. Even though I had never seen her in as much as a bathing suit, she would now see me naked. Self-consciously, I stripped off the blanket to step in the water. I looked in her direction to gauge her reaction now that she had seen my manhood. It's just perfect, was all that she said. I admit I was surprised. I never thought of my five-inch member as anything special. Really? I asked. I wouldn't want it any bigger, she replied, honestly. With my mind a bit more at ease, I sat back in the warm water and let her do her thing. I have to confess that it felt great. The water was perfect, and she lathered me up with the bath soap. Her hands moved all around my body, massaging me. I was perfectly relaxed. In fact, I was probably a bit too relaxed. It didn't take long for me to fall asleep right there in the warm tub. I woke up to a razor running up my left leg. What are you doing? I asked, suddenly very awake. I thought you'd be a lot more comfortable without all that ugly leg hair. I like my leg hair, I said. Well, I don't, she pouted. Seriously? Yeah, I've always liked swimmers and bikers. I like guys like you who are toned, but not muscle-bound, she confessed, and I don't like hairy men either. You have very interesting tastes, I said. Would you let me shave it, she pleaded. It'll grow back in a couple of days if you don't like it. Yeah, but I'll feel like a little kid. Do it for me, please, she begged. And of course, I let her do it. Then after I did, she was on me every day, reminding me that she liked smooth and that she didn't want to feel my hair growing back and scratching her. That seemed unfair, since she was the only reason I shaved in the first place. But I did. It was just one more compromise that I made to keep her happy, so I kept myself shaved and smooth. She even got me some lotion to put on my skin so that it'd be soft to the touch. A few days later, I got a text from Natalia. She asked me if I trusted her. Of course, I replied that I did. She replied with a happy emoji and asked me to meet her over at the sorority house. I hadn't been over to the KGA house before, and I was a bit nervous. But by that point, I would do anything for my Natalia. Stepping into the house, I was blown away. College for me had been an experience in roughing it, without all the luxuries of my parents' house. While Natalia's dorm room was definitely a step up from mine, the KGA house was like a mansion. It wasn't just the size. It was tastefully decorated and immaculately cleaned. I must have looked like a tourist as I looked around taking in every detail of the sorority house, because I was soon interrupted by an attractive Asian girl who was wearing a tight KGA shirt, barely contained her ample breasts. Can I help you? Hi, I, I, I was invited over by one of your pledges, I stammered. Well then, I don't have to call the cops, she mocked. Could you give me your name? Yeah, it's Natalia. 
Sure, she's in Cindy's room right now. Go up the stairs, it'll be the second door on the left, she said. I got the feeling she was checking me out. Not the way that a woman looks at a man, but the way a dog looks at a steak. Thank you, I replied and ascended the stairs. I had the feeling it was a big night because there seemed to be more guys over than you would think. In fact, as I climbed up the stairs, I heard another guy who was looking for one of the pledges. Arriving at Cindy's room, I lightly rapped on the door three times. Cindy showed me in, and Natalia smiled when she saw me. Thanks for coming over, Jason, she said. I really appreciate it. No problem, I replied. You know I like to spend time with you. Did you shave this morning? asked Cindy curtly. You told her? I asked, feeling a bit betrayed. Well, I had to, she said. I can't keep any secrets from my big sister. Keeping secrets from a big sister, or not doing as she's told, could be very bad for a pledge, warned Cindy. Well, I'd stay on her good side. I joked, but neither girl laughed. Can you help me, Jason? asked Natalia. Help you how? I asked. I mean, I'll do whatever you need. Good, replied Cindy, because Natalia getting into this sorority will largely depend on you. On me? I asked. This felt like a lot of pressure. What do I have to do? Well, start by closing your eyes, said Cindy, who motioned to Natalia. Natalia got up, stepped behind me, and blindfolded me. Can you see? asked Natalia. I think she was flicking her finger at my eyes. Not a thing, I replied. Excellent, said Natalia. I was soon stripped of my clothes by two pairs of hands. I didn't object at first, but when somebody grabbed my waistband and my underwear, I finally spoke up. Is this really necessary? If Nat is to get into KGA, it is, said Cindy crossly. Hey, relax, said Natalia in a much friendlier tone. I told you, your penis is perfect. Don't you think so, Cindy? It definitely is perfect for this, said Cindy, softening her tone. Pacified, I relaxed as my underwear and the last of my clothes were removed. Then I was redressed. I had no idea what the girls were doing, but I'm not stupid. It's pretty hard to mistake a falsy-filled bra being strapped around your chest or a pair of fishnet stockings being pulled up your legs for anything else. Every time that I thought of protesting, I kept remembering what Cindy had said. If my cooperation got Natalia into the sorority, she'd be eternally grateful to me. If my protest had gotten her blackballed, she would probably never forgive me either. You're doing great, whispered Natalia in my ear as she zipped what was obviously a dress up my back. Next, Cindy strapped a pair of shoes on my ankles, and following a mental checklist, I was pretty sure they had dressed me in everything they could. Are you done yet? I asked. Almost, said Natalia. Now put your hands together in front of you. I know I shouldn't have complied, but I really liked Natalia and I wanted to please her. Soon, my hands were in front of me and some kind of rope was being used to bind them together. I was gently helped to sit down on Cindy's bed, and my legs were likewise tied together a couple of inches above my knee. My wrist bindings were then connected to my leg bindings, so I was bound, sitting there with my hands in my lap. We're going to have to remove the blindfold for the next part, said Cindy. Natalia complied with Cindy's instruction, and soon light was flooding back into my eyes. Looking at the mirror, I could see that I was dressed in a French maid-style costume. You look great assured Natalia. I hope the sorority is worth it, I said. You do the makeup. I'll work on his hair and nails, said Cindy. This is kind of elaborate, don't you think, I asked. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, advised Cindy. 
You really tied me well, I marveled. I can't move much at all. You're being a big help, assured Natalia. She painstakingly applied my makeup. She probably overdid it, but I thought she made me look very wanton, with ruby red lips to match the nails that Cindy was painting. Natalia gave me deep rosy cheeks and smoky eyes without the slightest resistance from me. As a final touch, Cindy styled my hair and tucked it behind a maid's cap. That's the best I can do, said Cindy. It'll get better with time. With time, I asked. Shh, chided Natalia as she placed the blindfold back on me. She put it on loosely so as to not mess up my eye makeup, but it was still quite effective. I don't want to complain, I said, but what exactly is going on? You'll see soon enough, assured Natalia. But, I started to say, but soon found a long piece of rubber shoved into my mouth, silencing me. Sorry, said Cindy, but we don't have time to spare. We need to get him down to the common room. I was getting tired of the charade anyway, replied Natalia. The two women hoisted me to my feet, and now, much too late, I realized the peril I was in. Bound as I was, and barely able to teeter on my heels, I sure couldn't resist. Forced to take mincing steps, I was let out in the hallway, and then down the stairs by the two determined sorority sisters. Soon, I was placed into a hard-packed chair and had my ankles tied together and my torso tied to the chair back. I wasn't going anywhere. I was stuck immobile for the next 20 or so minutes, I'd guess, but it was hard to tell the time without the use of my eyes. Blindfolded, I tried to use my other senses, and I heard a constant stream of people coming in and going out of the room, but there was very little talking, except for the occasional sorority sister whispering. You can take off the blindfolds, said a female voice I didn't recognize, and moments later Natalia removed the scarf that had blocked my vision. With light now flooding my eyes, I realized just what a strange situation I'd been placed in. There were a dozen other guys in the same position as me, bound to chairs and gagged with various gags. I knew that the piece of rubber in my mouth was a penis gag, and the shame of it all forced me to blush deeply. Standing behind each of us was a sorority sister, and the rest of the furniture in the room must have contained another 40 Kappa Gamma Alphas. The girl who directed me up to Cindy's room waved at me and blew me a kiss. Hello, sisters, and especially to our guests, who are probably wondering just what the hell they've gotten into, said a cute red-headed girl with piercing green eyes that I guessed was a senior. Her little joke at our expense made the whole room of girls break up in laughter. "'You've been set up, sissies,' mocked one of the girls from an overstuffed chair. "'She's right,' shrugged the redhead. "'Every year, Kappa Gamma Alpha pledges only the very top freshmen at DuPont College. "'One of their tasks is to find the maids who will take care of the house in the upcoming year. "'You've been chosen.' "'All of us begin to struggle in our bonds and try to scream through our gags.' The look of horror on our faces must have been particularly pitiful as the girls all laughed at our reaction to the news. Tonight, we'll be getting some blackmail pictures of you to ensure your cooperation. You're currently wearing your new uniforms, although you'll be getting quite a wardrobe for dances, entertaining us, and such. If you do a good job, you'll be relieved next year when the new pledge class selects your replacements, explained the redhead. You'll be doing a lot of entertaining, Kat called another girl. The room continued to laugh. I looked up at Natalia for sympathy, but she was laughing too. You're going to make a great little cheerleader when I teach you some of my old cheers, said Natalia to me, smiling. This is going to be a great year. The next month was a blur. I was reporting over to the KGA house for training between three and five days a week, and the girls enforced a feminine beauty regimen on me. I not only learned how to do my own makeup and how to walk in heels, 
but also how to clean and be a proper ladies maid. Of course, now that I had become a sorority maid, Natalia no longer had any reason to show the slightest interest in me. That's why I was so surprised one day when we were leaving class and she started a conversation with me. Hey, are you familiar with Society Web? she asked me. Yeah, they're all right, I said. I like some of their songs. Great, they're in town this weekend, she said excitedly. Really? I asked, forgetting my station. Do you want to check them out? Yeah, she said. In fact, I have a date tomorrow to go see them, and I need you to do some laundry and ironing so I have something to wear. That won't be a problem, will it? No, Miss Natalia, I said, and I watched her walk away to catch up with some of her friends. One nice thing I like about playing Mistress DJ's recordings on this show is she hates her voice so much that I know she'll never hear them. She has been my rock for the last eight months. She really has been. Um, I, I, I think the world of this woman. And it's kind of interesting because we both come to female domination from completely worlds apart directions. My female domination experience began with just a chance encounter with a particular group of women and it was not following any sort of rules and it was chaotic, it was dangerous at times, it was also really cool. Mistress DJ, she came up old school. Um, I can't even think of the term she used for a very, very strict very very precise way of talking and acting and it's been interesting exchanging views on female domination with her i put her contact information um where i usually put it at the bottom um depends on where you're listening to this podcast at but i really recommend if you want to talk to someone about bdsm who really gets it and that's Mistress DJ. I also find her an amazing, caring person in that I spend a lot of time now as I'm trying to change myself in some ways, saying, what would DJ do? What would DJ do? I will be back next Monday with more audio. Please tune in. And in the meantime, there are so many ways you can support the show. Follow the links. Uh, I'd love to see... Mistress DJ gets some new customers out of this. Um, you can subscribe to the co- to the podcast. You can donate to the podcast. You can leave feedback. You can become, a, just like I said, a monthly subscriber. There are so many ways to help me out in putting on this show for you. I hope you'll take advantage of it. Have a great week, and I will see you next Monday.